Oh my gosh, it's Hotline League episode 198. I am full of energy and amped and not drained at all from Riot's fucking three-week extravaganza in November where they keep throwing stuff at me and I just have to continue to make videos and coverage of it. Mark Zimmerman like is here. My the LCS doing like the LCS teams having four or ten weeks of just announcements. No, no, no. Well, hang on. First off, Mark Zimmerman, my co-host, is constant co-host, is here. How's it going, Mark? Great, dude. This is a sick weekend. So many things came out. You had Wheel of Time. You had Arcane Act Three. You had live action Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, one Wheel of these things is not like the others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Arcane um, is the thing that's not like the others because the other two are not great. Um, Real time's fine. Raz uh, is also, we also have Pokemon. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Okay. Brilliant. Brilliant I Diamond. Is... I literally just finished downloading it. Raz, it's I, on I... my other monitor too. So if you ever see me just dozing off from one of our viewers' uh, conversations, I'm just <laughs> fucking playing Diamond. Pokemon's the perfect game to play during a show. You really don't need any brain cells to play Pokemon. By the way, Raz is here. I haven't introduced him yet, but he's shoved his way into the intro anyway. How's it going, Raz? I'm doing well. Apparently, the people are saying that I'm too too low. I've yeah. turned you, you up. You you me. sound like you you're sound peaking good. to me, but I have but I have just turned down my setup and turned you up. So Maybe hopefully, it's the way fun. that the viewers are telling us they only want to hear Raz. Yeah. They're like, you guys keep getting lower, keep bumping Raz up. Until it's all okay, perfect, perfect. No, now uh, I have to yell. Back to, back to what you were saying, uh, Raz, though. Like, it's not just the teams. Like, I am just so fucking drained today because it, it literally went like two weeks ago. And it was crazy because I had this realization last, like, a couple days ago where it was like, it was only two weeks ago that World Finals happened and yeah. Arcane Premiere. Then we went into free agency. Then Riot, like, announced a game. Then they. Or and then they dropped that game and another game like a, a cup like one week later. True. And that's multiple games. Arcane has been going this whole time. Uh, I did Undercity Nights. Uh, I did a secret piece of content that will be coming out this week that I can't talk about yet, but uh, Mark knows about. I um, I just it's and then uh, Undercity Nights, which was awesome. Um, and then uh, yes, I just flew back from San Francisco this morning because Riot was like. Hey, want to go up to uh, Chase Center and go to a Warriors game and we're going to announce something? And I was like, boy, golly gee, I wonder what it could be. Um, and then I didn't need to wonder long because they accidentally lived a video on YouTube uh, the day before. Uh, Wait, revealing what was it? I, I think I missed it. The world's locations. Oh, I didn't even see it on the subreddit. Yeah, on Saturday. So on, that's what I mean. Like, I don't want to. Like, I, I will be like the, the whiniest guy to be like, wow, Riot's just doing too much right now. But I am like, some of this stuff is getting lost. Oh, Riot also announced their whole format for uh, next that one year. I did see. Um, yeah. And Challenger queue, which, like, did we. Did that? We didn't even get a chance, I think, to talk about that. No, no, no. That happened on Tuesday last week. Tuesday Perfect was a bunch timing. of big announcements. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Project um, L. True. Project L, uh, which looks fucking sick, by the way. I yeah. remember when I was on uh, when they were revealing that through the uh, Undercity Nights. They were like, "Yeah, you're not. No, don't talk about it. They're just airing it, and we can't talk about it because they're afraid we might say like, like make, I don't know, say something stupid, which is wild. Like, I'm just gonna be excited. What the hell? Yeah. I'll be honest. 
I don't care. I don't really care about fighter games unless they're melee. Disgusting. Yeah, Rez, you were. I was just thinking you were part of the Under City Nights broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. So did you get a chance to do the What'd Secret do? Cinema thing? Nope. Oh uh, my too, god. Okay, busy. so I'm gonna air a vlog busy. after this that I did with Prime Gaming, um, and it's, it's like if you live in LA. Please consider going. I do, am not a big fan of interactive theater. I'm like, I would normally, I think I'm so glad I did this. Uh, for those that don't know, Secret Cinema pits on these like cool interactive experiences where you kind of go into a world that they build and they have actors and all that stuff. And I, a week, like two or three weeks ago, I got invited to be to this Understudy Nights thing. And I thought it was just the Secret Cinema thing which is they've basically built out the world of arcane and you can go and interact with characters from it. And you go into this big world, um, that they've, they've put together in a, in a place in LA. And I was like, Oh yeah, I am just way too much myself to like go in and like RP or interact with like characters. Like I just have like, I just can't, it's just not me. I am so glad I did it. It was actually phenomenal. It was really, really fun. Um, I, I, I was, it's just really, really neat. And they, they have tickets still to do this. I'm not getting paid. There's no hashtag sponsor situation here. Um, I, so I just, I, I highly recommend it. If you liked arcane, even but in a world where you're like, not knowing about the stuff, any shimmer, what you drugs, I did. I did drink shimmer. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but singed had us all drink shimmer as part of it. Uh, whatever, but it is did not, here's what I will say. It is not. Uh, I know, I know. A lot of people are gonna say like cringe or something like that. You can go in with a group of friends, and you like if you really like D and D, you really like role play, you can go in and like go really hard on it. If you don't want to, and you just want to go check it out and kind of interact with people, and like you're basically trying to solve puzzles and stuff that they're giving you, um, it is it is cool. Just I have I'll have this vlog. It's gonna I'm gonna air it on stream afterwards, but it'll also hit the channel this week, and um, and it will give you guys kind of an idea of what it looks like. Um, Raz, I think you're in the vlog somewhere because it. Uh, 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 other than Secret um, Cinema, they also had, like, that was just one aspect of what they were doing as part of like the finale for Arcane, where they had like a big land thing. You guys were doing the broadcast, and there was a tournament, right, Raz? What were you? I couldn't see the tournament that much, but like, what was it? Uh, so I was up in Silco Suite, which is pretty cool. Uh, you get a good vantage point of just like the opening venue. A lot of the, so basically view it as like an all-stars in a way, which is like, I think there are like five or six teams um, from different regions. So they flew in people from uh, Brazil, Latin America, North, Europe. They had two European teams, two North American teams. Like you had like content creators and players. Yankos came in. Not a lot of people actually like knew that he came to LA. I just this. saw him. Like he suddenly pops up. He's in the vlog because like he was asking <laughs> about K barbecue and where to go. So the idea of it is that basically like they're just playing a flurry of riot games. So like their round one ha would have like League of Legends and Hextech Mayhem, uh, and then there's BTFT and Valorant. And so like you'd be competing against the other teams uh, to play for uh, their selected charity. Um, and then by the end of the event, like Riot just added on their own some amount to the charity of their choice. And so like it was basically a charity event for. Um, whoever ended up winning the entire thing. And they had, the funniest thing is they, they added bounties, which is so funny as a concept because objective bounties is a thing in the game where, but in this one, it would be like, 
if you can get a kill before minions crash, so you'd be seeing permanent invades, uh, you'd get a certain amount of money being donated to charity. If you would be like, oh, if, um, and this is all League of Legends, like, ev there's some for every game, but for League of Legends specifically, it'd be like, oh, if you have a 25 stack of Magi, so there was a game where people were just trying to kill uh, each other. Uh, hunt, yeah, exactly. Hunt for Magi stack or kill the guys who's going for the 25 stack Magi. Um, it, it was all a lot of good fun. It was hilarious. Well, I, oh, oh in day two, this is the worst. Day two is the captains of each region going up against Riot devs for each game. So it'd be like the Riot devs for League of Legends versus the five captains. Or the Riot devs for uh, the highest rated, by the way. Riot devs of Valorant. And guess who won? <laughs> it was the Riot devs because uh, the captains most of the, mostly were just content creators. So they are, they are not pushing past high ranking versus people who literally like are highest rated at the game within Riot and also the developers for the game. <laughs> so day two is a little bit of a clap. Yeah. <laughs> not it, well, I did well see some out. of the pro players making kind of passive aggressive or some of the content creators or whoever making passive aggressive comments about Riot setting themselves up to, uh, to, to stomp in these things. Yeah. Um, so day two, it could have been better, but it, the competition was fun. Rez, I don't know if you got a chance to talk to any of the voice actors. Yes. Yeah. Yes, dude. By the way, Silco is so yes. hilarious. Yes, uh, J Jason Spisic, I think is his name. Yes. I'm gonna interview him. He uh, he gave me his his contact information, so we're gonna do something either for Rift Reaction or for my own channel. So stay tuned for that. But he was great. He did a drunken story time uh, on 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 broadcast, which was great. And also when I uh, got a picture with him. He did this with a lot of people, but I didn't know this. So when I got a picture with him while I was posing, he would just whisper into my ear in yes. Silco's voice about the blissfulness of just like being drowned, which is like, what the fuck am I listening to? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hello? <laughs> what is happening here, Silco? <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, he, he, what well, he said it was like a, a drunk history version of the history of Zahn or something like that was like what you guys had him do on, on the broadcast. So I saw him the day after you guys had him do that, and he was just talking about how he was still recovering from the night before where, like, the bartenders had just loaded him up with alcohol because he said he needed to be wasted in, like, 15 minutes for that. Yes. Um, but I also got wait, wait, this little last anecdote, and then we'll move on to something that Mark can be involved in. But uh, <laughs> Or your entire audience. <laughs> Uh, no, no but like interested. you're the one that's not a part of this one, Mark uh, Zimmerman. I don't think anyone in Twitch chat was probably a part of your story times. But uh, the the final thing is, I got a chance to talk to Harry Lloyd, who is the actor who plays Victor, and we had a great conversation. He also plays um, the Targaryen brother in Game of Thrones, which was pretty pretty cool like he and he was super humble and just super nice uh and friendly Viserys? what's that the one who gets a gold crown poured yeah, on his yeah, head? yeah, Viserys yeah. Targaryen? yes same guy there's there are some actors who like the shows have just made me be like man i hate that guy even yes. though i don't know anything but about this guy it. could not be more sweet he was like the most charming it's nice so dude funny. um and i am the dragon that's probably what i'd say to him yeah yeah no he he just he like came up and he was just like he was so happy. Like, all the voice actors, so they came back, like, the second day because you could just tell they were having such a good time interacting with the community. Yeah. And he he was just so happy and was like, oh, this community is so cool. Like, people are so nice. He's like, you know, I don't play the game, but nobody's, like, holding that against me, you know? He's just, like, he 
he told a story which i'm going to ask him about in the interview too where like it was years ago and he was like he had gotten the email about this and he was like what's league of legends and i guess his like brother or brother-in-law i forget was like you gotta do this this game is huge like and he's like okay well don't tell anybody i'm doing this because it's a big secret or something so um it was cool uh it was super cool and uh I don't know. Anyway, I'll have the I'll have the vlog go up afterwards and and all that. But I I highly recommend people check this stuff out. Um, Mark, how's your week? I already told you. That was it. I didn't hear it. Yeah. Yeah, I told you guys a bunch of shit came out, and I watched that shit. Oh, I oh think we were God. asking. Yeah, I did. You just listed if somebody just released every movie that came out, or you know, listed every movie that came out. I wouldn't be like, "Oh, that was your week," you know. Thanks for the anecdote. I mean, it was. That's what I did. I played Rune King for a little bit. It was a good game. Oh, I need uh, to do that. Yeah, I've got a code. It's good. Uh, I was enjoying it a lot. I think that'll be my. I have like no Thanksgiving plans, so I think that'll be my my Thanksgiving thing. I'll sit at home and eat KFC and play Ruined King. Anyway. Uh, shall we, well, okay. What happened this week? So there was all that. I think, I think this is almost like kind of an open lines night where there's so many things to talk about. There's like the new format. There is champions queue. There is world's stuff for next year and the way that they're doing it. Um, planes, Mexico city, uh, groups and quarters, New York semis, Toronto finals, uh, San Francisco. Maybe some people have to talk about that. We had a bunch of teams that formally announced their lineups and the players. Yeah. Uh, we had, I don't know, there's just so much stuff. People might have some take, no spoilers on Arcane for this show, but people might have like an opinion about Arcane or what it means or something. I don't know. It's fine for that. I think, I, I think mean, we can talk about a lot of different spoiler? stuff. Do we trust them to have an opinion on Arcane and not spoil it? Yeah. Well, I just, I think the quite like, it's not less like, oh my gosh, the ending is so good and more like, Oh, you know, like Arcane made me play the League of Legends again, or I don't know, like yeah. Riot should do more of the stuff, or Arcane sucked yeah. for League as a League fan, or I don't know. Um, Arcane made me realize how shallow the esport is. Uh, any of these these random things people want to come right, up with. Don't give them ideas now. You know, well, I mean, you know this this show. The callers come up with just bad shit, insane stuff. Um, <laughs> Uh, I feel like that should be the tagline for the show. Callers come up with batshit insane stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. we just tell them, that's batshit insane, and we hang up. That's a great title for the episode. I'm just putting this out there before you sent, shoot it through YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can thank me for that one. Shout out, by the way, to Game Fuel and Alienware for sponsoring the show. We'll talk about them more uh, as the show goes on. Uh, but in the meantime, I think Mark has started to pull callers uh yeah i'll do the spiel this time i feel like i've sure. spieled in a while can't wait to spiel all over everyone um so this is a live call and show if you've never been here before you can actually go ahead and join up the discord that i'm spamming in twitch chat right now once you get here go ahead and join the pleb calls or pleb calls to voice channel please mute yourself once you are in there so no one hears you breathing uh then go ahead and you will type your topics what it is that you want to talk about in the pleb topics text channel just above the voice channels and you know go ahead uh you think c9 won the off season you think they still lost the off season say whatever you think um from there we will if i like your topic i will drag you from the pleb calls voice channel into the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn to come on air uh do a quick audio check when it's your turn make sure you sound good and then you'll be on here telling raz why c9 lost the off season yes excellent and uh 
for those of you in the chat, well, first off, if you're a sub, please um, make sure you sync with Discord so you can access the subtopics channel. But also for those of you wanting to talk about Arcane, Mark and I are going to do our Arcane review live tomorrow, probably around like 12, 1230. Uh, so we'll do that on stream and you guys can watch that. And then we'll, that'll be followed by Resin Refresh, the Genshin Impact talk show that he and I do. We're going to do episode four, which is crazy to think we're already on episode four. Have you reached um, out to Jeff at all for this no. one? No. <laughs> you just I'll realized I didn't do tonight. that. I'm going to do that right now. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> dude, this week has just been insane. Uh, I can't believe you let that slip through the cracks. Anyways, I'm going to get the first caller. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Hello, Jeff. I want to come on uh, Resin Refresh. Uh, what is Resin I, Refresh? It's the Genshin Impact talk show. Oh, cool. the the famous Genshin Impact talk show. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, okay, Mark is grabbing our first caller. Thank you to Kiwi Mullet Boy, Nucle, Rovis, Penguin Buddy, uh, Real Foxy, Riot Wafflefoot, Sheldizzy, Cherry Lace, Sakowitz, Chadius, Rico Suave for forty months. Holy shit! Um, and Chadius for six. Thank you. Uh, we got more, and I'll, I'll shut them out. But um, our first caller should be joining any second now. Mark oh. is here. Oh. Okay, Ed, exactly. Timed it perfectly. Uh, Blue Jay is here. Blue Jay, remind everyone where you're calling from. Uh, hey, guys. I'm calling from Ontario, Canada. Ontario, Canada. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Yeah, so my take is the new super server allowing pros to play on low ping is really exciting but also kind of terrifying as well. I'm really happy that pros finally, finally have a system to play on that doesn't put themselves at a disadvantage versus other regions. We hear all the freaking time to talk about ping, but I am worried about East coast players, maybe not being able to have access to that server because they're being so far away. So even though like I'm really fired up for this, I'm also kind of nervous. So I don't think there's any evidence that they're going to not allow people. It just says, you know, presumably they'd be playing on worse ping, right? Yeah, shouldn't, yeah I worded that incorrectly. You're right. So um, I did a big interview yesterday with Greeley that'll hit Rift Reaction this week. But uh, as a bit of a teaser for it, one thing that is interesting is that they said that the, the server's not going to be, or like Champions Queue, which is what they're calling it, will not be active all the time. Um and so I think that they will time it for when they said that they're working with the players association on timing, um, for like when the server will be active. Uh, cause he's like, you know, it doesn't make sense to have it active at like three o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday when like the LCS stuff is going, you know, and like the pros aren't in there or whatever. And so I think that that will help ensure that like, it's not a system that is being used exclusively and that you know, if you are a good player, you just never play on the on the main server. Does that help you feel better about it, Blue Jay? Yeah, it, it does. I also wonder about when you say time. Is that it? We're positive it's not like a certain time of the year, like during off season or anything like that. Do you know anything? Yeah, they, it they sounded would... like it was going to be more about the time of the week than it is going to be about like, okay, Champions Queue is down for like the next month. Um, okay, that type of thing. It's it's more about like you know, having it, having it active when it makes sense. Cause the other thing is like the, if it's just on all the time, like, I think the goal is I'm speculating that the goal is like, Oh, champions queue is open. Like now's a chance. Like everybody go in, 
this is like the I don't know how many hours it's going to be, right? Maybe it's three hours, maybe it's two hours, maybe it's seven hours or something like that. It's like this is the concentrated time to go do that because if you just have it on all the time, I think one, it's going to you know move people out of the regular queue um, and right re- you know regular solo queue. It's also going to make it less likely that like you're able to maybe the wait times will be longer, maybe it'll be harder to use because like. If you limit the time, people are naturally all going to try to play it during that window, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that if this this helps solve your problem, and we don't even have to throw to Mark and Raz uh, on this one. Blue Day. Uh, so I I guess it's hard to, for me to say because I think you guys would have a better idea than I would about whether the pros would actually utilize this thing because there has been, I, and I realize this is not the same, but there has been like. Um, in-houses set up before that apparently weren't all utilized all that much. Yeah. Like, do we think that players are going to use this thing? Or do we have any kind of idea? Um, so I heard that this is not going to be proper matchmaking through a client. Um, and that it's not too different from the in-house things that existed before, but that it's rather, a, um, you know, a discord solution type thing and you know it's it's not going to be substantially different it just has riot backing officially behind it versus the kind of like ways that was handled before and i think they will actually be uh you know have more investment in actually running it because they will be included in i think inviting people in as i understand it so um it does and that's what i heard I i don't know if that's true or not but that would be not so different that i would feel super confident in it being um, incredibly helpful for for uh, the pros, but who knows? I mean, the way the way it was described to me when I asked about how it works is, uh, they went like the LCS and the Players Association went to all the players and said, "Why don't you use this?" And they said, "Here's the list of reasons we don't use it." And so Riot and and the Players Association were like, "Okay." we just fixed every single one of those reasons that you guys said you don't use it. So you're going to use it now. Right. And they're like, yes. Uh, so like, it is a fair question. Like the nice thing about this. And I think one of the reasons why it's good that the players association is like involved in it. And like, like their name was on this thing is because players in North America will have like no excuse now. Right. It's like, okay, we built the system that you wanted. And like, you guys said, this is what you wanted and we've done everything for you. So like, you're either going to do this or you're not, but like, it's, it's a thing now. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I, that is, I think what is, uh, what is going to be really interesting to your point, Blue Jay is like, will it actually happen? So does Blue Jay want to go first or I can No, go it? ahead, Raz. I want Raz to go. Yeah, go ahead, Raz. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole this is why I just we just need to hear more about it because it's here it's sounding less and less of a super server and more and more of just like uh this is just a discord solution that's kind of amplified that's with a different it's not tournament realm but it's basically closest to it um that's a little bit more accessible but I think that's just all that speculation we'll, we'll just see what it is but like I'll uh, you know in houses were a thing and and the, what killed it isn't necessarily those concerns what killed it was just people didn't use it um i mean 
it became a point where it's like junglers, top laners, maybe I forget another role, but specifically like there'd be roles where people just wouldn't be queuing up. And I don't know what the new LCS would look like as in when, you know, who's going to be in the LCS, who's going to be in the, who's going to be in Academy. I know we'll get into that conversation soon enough, but if we have people that are willing to spam games then that's going to be the solution. Um, it's just people willing to play, willing to buy in because if it starts dying, where you're only getting like maybe 10 of like the same people playing, then people will just use that as, will be like, okay, well, you know, it's predominantly academy or amateur players playing. So I'm what I'm just going to play in solo queue. So I, 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 I'm interested. I'm not like saying it's a bad idea. I want to hear more of what the details are and the fact that the players, and I mean like LCS and academy players, like it seems like there's a wide buy-in. Um, from the players association then it should not fail uh, yeah. I, I think that as the only thing that matters is the fact that the players are buying in and if it does not work if there is still a problem with people who are just not willing to play and use it then that's the end of the road of that that kills the whole uh conversation with people wanting to play on low ping this is their option and if it doesn't work then it's like we're never revisiting it is what i feel like it should kill that conversation, but something tells me that that conversation's never going to die. Well, the conversation <laughs> is just basically shifting the whole live server to the uh, to West Coast. Like, so I so it, that conversation will continue on. But like, if this is if this, I think this solution should be used. And also, I just want to be more positive in the sense that hey, people are bought in, uh, the players are bought in. So we'll see. Yeah, if I mean, again, like. It. The, the Players Association signed on on this thing, right? They, yeah. they were like, hey, we did it. So, like, they're, they're not coming out being like, oh, we weren't able to get the things that we want. Like, like this is, you know, what Core JJ went, you know, he, he seems to be about it because they, they were on board with it. So, like, I see some negativity in chat, but, like, one of the things that, um, well, one, people can go listen to the interview whenever it comes out uh, with this week's Rift Reaction, but two... Uh, like Empire says, I thought it was through the live client. It can't, like, that is not going to happen, right? Like, the servers are in Chicago, and Riot is not going to re-engineer the live client mm -hmm. to be like, choose your West Coast queue or whatever. Like, it's just like, that is, I don't think, if if you know Riot, <laughs> I think, especially Mark, I think, understands where I'm going with this, right? It's like, that was never going to be an option. Um, and it's not because Riot sucks, it's just like, that would it's you don't we all know how that client is do you really think it's a good idea to like shove this thing into it but if you can have something that works identically right like you go in and like you get matched onto a team and then you go into the thing you just click in and you are assigned to like a custom thing and you go play in it like i think that's that's fine th that's the most important thing is the interface um because if it yeah. is going to make it so that you just have to do like i played um a lot of uh god damn what was uh before tft what was it first what was it used to, what did it used to be called the first thing that auto came chess? out auto chess yeah i used to play a lot of auto chess and they had that matchmaking tool on there you know and it was basically a couple clicks and you were in and if that's like the level of api involvement that um they're gonna make not api uh, interface uh involvement you know like that's something that i think pro players will do because and people yeah well, uh, if it's if I expect Riot will give some resources into making it a streamlined experience because that's I think the biggest reason that the players turn out. Well, and there's going to be incentives just, as well, well to play on this. I, I, think, I think 
Go. I, I was about to say, I think the main thing churning, I mean, there's every player is going to have a different reason. The main thing churning players out is the fact that the best of the best of the LCS and Academy are not using it as much as they should. So that whenever I'm looking at the in-house server that was used, there was a burst in time in which it was used. And it's like, you just see people who are kind of queued up and it's like, good. Well, let's just say an example being like, uh, who he's like, oh, he's in support and mid lane. He's queued up as both because they can't find somebody to fill in those spots. And so now someone is, and so if I'm asking a player and be like, hey, do you want to use this? And they just see as like, well, I'm going to get a player who's auto-filled. Is that better quality for me of a game than just queuing up on a, on a live server? So I, I think the main issue is just the amount of people who are going to be queuing up. And so it's interesting to hear that uh, they're going to have specific time slots, right? If they're going to have specific time slots, which I assume is like after scrims and then to like night, specifically four players, then okay, sweet, like fly in. There should be a, a good amount of people in the roles that they're requesting. But if you just have games that are low, you know, what I would assume some players to view as low quality games, because obviously the people who are the hungriest to use this are the players that want to develop, which are like either high amateur to low academy, and they're the only ones queuing up, then yeah, you're, you're not going to... That's why the buy-in for me matters the most. It's yeah. funny, uh, Danon in chat says, I think he just checked the, the, the Discord from the Player Association, says, Niles is still queued up for yes. last offseason. Look, <laughs> yes. The yes. dude retired, but he's still waiting for his queue to pop. He's, he's waiting. still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's obviously like a, a critical capacity that you have to hit, to Raz's point. Um, the question is, why do people start, start leaving before the critical capacity disappears? Because once it's like, you know, the same 10 people, no one's going to fucking play that. But like... Why do people stop playing? I think a lot of the times it's like you're saying it's, you know, people start bouncing around in these roles and you start worrying about the quality of solo queue. And I think a lot of times people don't want to like try hard um, after scrims. Um, not like super try hard, you know, like they want to play solo queue, but they don't want to like be on voice comms and chatting around and um, stuff like that. So I feel like that's also been a part of the problem. I think ease of access, just making sure that that's not a problem, that like, you can get into game very easily. Uh, mm -hmm. The way that like if you queue up for solo queue right now you know you click a couple buttons and you're in there um i think that's that's what you need to, to mirror as best you can yeah i i mean again this is what the players association wanted they've told me that there's going to be incentives to perform well on this server uh that they're like that they're going to be working with the players association to have like toxicity checks and like you know boot people out i guess like they're there's they're going to be dealing with one tricks and i my understanding is it was just what would be the dream scenario for you guys and then the players association was like this is the dream scenario and they're like cool and like i don't know maybe you like the discord bot will stick something out like that you have to put into a custom game to get in but like if they literally getting everything they want and the only thing they have to do is like use the discord bot instead of like the automated queue system on the server and that's the reason they're like well, if I have to put a code in that the Discord bot spits out instead of just pressing play, like that's, you know, at that point in time, I have no fucking pity for players who are not using the system and still complaining about ping because it sounds like they've done a pretty good job of like addressing everybody's concerns. So, yeah, I'm I don't excited. Know. We'll see. I think it'll be good. I hope the incentives are more than a challenger backpack or something like that, like they used to do way back in the day. Yeah, I don't know. Game Field Victory Caller, that's what they get. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, uh, thank you so much, uh, Blue Jay, for calling in. Anything you want to shout out? Yeah, the, the last thing I'll say on it is that um, I know there's a lot of people that are really afraid, kind of like I was, um, for people on the East Coast. And I just want to remind those people that, like, the idea here is that the status quo is not working. And so they're trying something new. And that's where I got to give full credit, because if something's broken, the first step is trying something different. And if it works, this could be, like, so incredibly huge for North America. If it doesn't, we're back to where we are anyways. And so I guess my shout out is for those that are trying something different and trying to make this work for, for North America. Let's go. Yeah, I, right. I agree. Thank you so much, Blue Jay, for the call. And uh, Adios. we'll catch you next time. See ya. Yeah. Again, go listen to the interview on uh, Rift Reaction this week if you guys want to learn more about it from Greeley's side. Uh, but I, I think it's pretty good. Uh, All righty. Thank you to, uh, let's see, where are we? Sakowitz, Sh Chattius, Rico Suave, uh, Wooden Post to Monster, Jaffe, uh, Bane Mall, Metal Sparty, uh, CJ Foxy, a Booty Warrior. Booty Warrior. Ruins War. And Grazeview is here. Grazeview, where are you calling from? I'm calling from the Iowa side of the Quad Cities. Where? The Iowa side of the Quad Cities. Iowa side of the Quad Cities. Okay, I'll what do you honest, want to talk about on the show? I can't list a single city in that Quad of Cities, probably. No, you guys had to look it up last time, and uh, you <laughs> oh, realized Oh, no, that... we did this before? Yeah, you did. And I don't even remember I did this before? <laughs> Mark, I can't believe you don't years. recall this. Davenport, yeah, Travis, Moline, Bettendorf, oh, and Rock Island, man. Twitch chat. You're, you're reading Danon, dude. Fuck you. It's the five cities that make up the quad cities. If oh, I do remember that, though. Yes. Yes. Did All you right. just say the five cities that make up the quad cities? Exactly. This is disgusting. What do you want to talk about on the show, uh, Grazeview? Well, I wanted to talk about how C9's roster is exactly what Mark has been asking for for years. And why all NA fans should be excited that C9 put this roster together. And is we'll, that why he's we wearing should a C9 be rooting shirt for. today? He's well, that, I, just, I just have so much. They they spam me with the most merch. They understand how it works. If you give me clothes, I'll wear them. And so if you just make 80% of my wardrobe Cloud9 stuff, I'm, I'm a, a big Cloud9 fan. Wait, is this what you asked for, Mark? Is this what you wanted? I don't know, actually, to be honest. That's why I, I pulled this, because I was like, what did I ask for? Yeah, no, actually, Grace, you explain. It's going to be Mark so, Merrill. He's like, Mark Merrill has been wanting this lineup for a long time. No, go oh, ahead. Okay. Jack actually paid me so that I could say what Mark has wanted, so that Mark believes in it. But uh, I'll explain exactly what it is. So uh, we ask every year, what can, uh, what can NA do to be better? And every year, we throw out a crap ton of ideas, and we just went over one. Oh, I know where you're going. But Mark has always said that we always complain about why we can't buy Chovy or Faker. Instead of going and getting Chovy and Faker, why not go and scout or find the next Chovy, Faker, Ruler, Deft, whoever it may be? And C9 went and did that by getting Berserker, uh, Winsome, and Summit. Now, they all might not hit, but I, I really believe that Berserker is going to be uh, a next level here for years to come, best player in NA, possibly. Um, and then... Another problem we've always talked about is why Korean imports don't work. We always split them up. So we have a mid with an English-speaking jungle. We have a AD carry Korean who has an English-speaking 
support? Well, we fix that by having a bot that speaks Korean and someone who can translate as well for the entire team. So I love what they did here. There's a lot of potential, a lot of great things to happen. And I think uh, Summit's highly underrated and everyone's going to learn that very quickly. And same with Berserker. We did a run it this past week about why people should be excited about Summit for those that are less familiar with his accomplishments. People can go check that out. All right, Mark, did, did Jack do it? Did he build the... Did he listen to Hotline Did you get League what you want? last uh, year and realize that this is what he needed? you needed to do? More or less. I mean, even last week on Hotline League, I was saying if it was just Summit coming over, I was concerned, you know, about the coaching staff and the level of just like one Korean guy on a roster full of non-Korean uh, people in game and out of game, you know, other than LS being uh, and, and Rainover still being there, you know, it's like not a ton. And then they go and get two more Korean players. Uh, <laughs> so... In that sense, uh, I actually am pretty happy with what they chose to do. And they're trying to find younger talent. One of the things I always said was like, who knows if Chovy becomes Chovy, if you grabbed him early and put him in NA, you know, the development cycles become totally different then. So, you know, uh, but I always wanted to say like, why don't we actually scout people who you think are on the come up and try and get them to come over? Um, and, you know, I think that that's kind of what Cloud9 did. So actually, I totally agree with the caller agreeing with me. I'm excited to watch this roster play on top of the fact that they got like, you know, well, we'll see if LS officially confirms or not, but like, that's, that's the rumor. Um, fuck. I mean, I, I was just excited roster to, to look out for. It's kind of got the same vibes to me as the CLG one where I'm not like, oh yeah, these guys are going to smurf. But at the same time, like, I just can't fucking wait to see what happens. The thing that I'm excited about, Fion pointed out to me that if TSM does go through with like the rumors that they're going to pick up players from LPL or China, you would have the three the three teams would be European Team Liquid, Korean Cloud9, and Chinese uh, TSM <laughs> for next year. That'd be hilarious. Uh, and I'm like, damn, I wish I thought of that, Fiona. That's good. So here, I got to still say it, but I've just given him credit. Um, North America EG. Huh. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and then Australian 100T? I don't know. Anyway, um, I, I, I don't know, Raz. What do you, what do you think of the the C9 stuff. Are you excited about it? Uh, in isolation, the Berserker pickup is exciting. The support situation, I think, is a downgrade because I do think Vulcan is a great is a great support. So I'm excited for Evil Geniuses. Um, I don't know anything about Winsome. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that's something I need to kind of work on. Is to that, find... That's me for a couple players this year, so don't worry. I've, I've said as much on, on Holland League already where I'm like... Man, I don't know shit about Tortellini. I need to Google that guy. Tukuli. Yeah. Tukui. Tabula. Mark learned oh, nothing no. from his uh, his his <laughs> his <laughs> previous situation with Hunter T and mispronouncing names. Um, uh, but yeah, like, I'm not necessarily excited for the support position. I like Isles. Um, I need to learn more about Winsome, but you know, losing Vulcan is it is what it is. It's a loss. Um, it's a good development path, I guess, for the supports who ever end up winning out. Um, and then for top lane, I mean, I'm excited for Summit, but the idea of swapping Fudge to mid lane, I'm not excited for. Um, so it's just going to be a development split for Cloud9. And maybe that's their goal. Uh, maybe they're just trying to um, find the diamond in the rough in the players that they're picking up. But I think um, Team Liquid is insane. I think Immortals actually just objectively got stronger. Um, and 
Ooh, wait, I'm literally fuck. Uh, not TSM. We need to see more of their roster, and I think that's also kind of weird. Uh, Hundred Thieves, yeah, Hundred Thieves, literally coming back. So I, I think C9 got weaker for spring, um, but you know, it's it's them kind of soul searching. It feels. Yeah, I guess I should ask you guys. Where do you think C9's? What should C9 fan expectations be next year? Because I'm a little worried that they're like, oh, we got Summit. That's sick. And then, like, they don't know enough about the bot lane, maybe. And so they're just, like, filling in their brain, like, we're going to crush it. Like, we got these players from Korea. We're just going to destroy everybody. And I, I, it's like, I don't know if that's what their expectations should be. Maybe it'll happen. But, like, I, I'm curious from you guys, where should C9 fans have their expectations set? I was, I was watching to Twitch chat because someone was like, Raz is way off. C9 top two for sure. And someone else says, no way Cloud9 doesn't get top three. Yeah, yeah. Somebody um, else is fighting for third, top three, et cetera, et cetera. I so that's what's interesting, third, right? Is like, I think third, fourth makes sense to me. Does it? You think? Okay, so because we're assuming TL100T yep. is one, two, right? So you think this team is going to be stronger than like EG, for instance? Uh, We still need to know a little bit more about uh, watching Jojo Pyeon, um, you know, that's going to be a developmental split. And also, yeah. Danny's great in team fights, but in laning phase, especially with the new support, it's not going to be the um, easiest start. So I'm excited for them. I mean, like, once again, the reason I say fourth place is that I'm open for them, like, picking up a lot of wins and looking much better than I would have expected, right? Especially since they have inspired. So I'm not, like, counting them out. I'm just saying, like, if I'm looking at the team objectively, I would say fourth place for third or fourth for C9. I think the only thing that's really weird is TSM because they still haven't solidified a roster at all. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's kind of hard to, to try and predict exactly where they land within the top half of the league when you yeah. don't know one of the rosters that is typically one of the top three or four teams. Uh, so we'll have to see with TSM. But I pretty much agree with Raz. Like, EG um, last year with Danny, like the PowerPoint in the map was like mid jungle. Like they played really aggressive, and through the early portions of the game, it was mostly about like where are those two going to try and impact. Is it, are they going to be playing for lane? Are they going to be trying to get to top side and help impact out? Fuck, I hate saying that word twice. Um, but uh, without Jizuke Zven, you know the mid jungle is totally different, and so yeah. you're going to have to learn to play the early game a totally different. Like maybe they can just do what they did last year, but I don't think so. So I, I, they have to find an entirely new way of approaching the game. Um, that this five wants to play. I mean, so that's why it's it's hard to just slot them in into top three or four, which which EG probably would. Yeah, and it's really important to mention the fact that Jizuke did literally win like um, all pro. All pro was who won MVP again? From a correct speaker, I don't remember. Spica. Oh, Spica. But Jizuke was really close on that one as well. He just he was you know the best mid at the time, and I think um, losing that is and now a huge seemingly blow. doesn't have a team at least in North America. Pretty crazy. The the, yeah. the league is cruel to our players. I think. Um, yep. What have you and, What have you done for me lately? Is not even the case. It's like, yeah. What <laughs> What, what do I think you're gonna do for me tomorrow? The best in the LCS right now. Yeah. N teamless. Yes. Uh, uh, Jensen. Oh, I'm smurfing at Worlds. Well, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I would also like to throw this in real quick the last three years we've had a team make it to worlds for the first time in their orgs history and then miss it the next year so hunter t was the team that made it last year so i'm kind of playing the odds there when i'm really throwing c9 up there because i think they're going to get a lot better throughout the year and i also expect hunter t who i think has one of the best rosters something's going to happen maybe it's their top falls apart that they're not going to make it to worlds next year which 
again, is the statistical thing that I'm looking at. This seems pretty coincidental, though. Uh, I don't know if that's like uh, the trend line you need to be looking at, especially because I don't know how many people, how many teams in recent history have like won and then rolled their roster over to the next year again. Like normally, people oh, no. win. And then they're like, okay, we're saying goodbye to three of our players or something. Yeah, none of them did. I just like that to make me feel better at night. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, thanks so much, Grace View, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Yeah, I got two uh, quick shout outs. The first one is I have a brand new computer and it is so much better. And I think you're about to shout out the company that did it. And uh, it's the best computer out there. It's the best I've ever had. Uh, the other one is, I'm calling it right now, IMT Makes Worlds. They're going to get the third seed, and I'll call you guys back after they make it. Okay, great. Excited to have you on um, whenever that happens. Anyway, thank you so much, Grace Views, for the call. Okay, uh, I just had somebody uh, reference this, correctly predict the sponsor segment that we're going into right now, which is the Alienware sponsor segment. Uh, guys, listen, there's there's... A lot of you that are probably looking at spending some money on Friday and or this weekend or whenever. And all I ask, all I ask is that if you're thinking about a monitor, you're thinking about some accessories, you're thinking about a laptop, think about a desktop, go to alienware.com slash Travis and just take a look at their deals. Okay. So all I'm asking, just go see what they've got. Cause I know that they have stellar deals around this time and like put them, can put them in your consideration. Cause you know what? I think you're going to want to choose them. Um, I think they've got great stuff. They make amazing things. That's why people shout them out so often on the show, um, because they, you know, the people that call in, uh, they've purchased them and they like them. Uh, so please check out Alienware. Again, it's alienware.com slash Travis. You can click the banner up at the top to look at some of the new stuff that they've come out with recently. Uh, I know I've talked about the Alienware or the R13, R14. Um, and, it, and so I think it's going to be really cool, uh, whatever they're, they're throwing together for the, um, for, for the Cyber Monday, Black Friday deals, all that stuff uh, right now. So thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you soon. Mark, you want to go grab the uh, next caller? Yeah. Okay, where are we? Um, a half-eaten bagel, thank you for the three months. Spencer Neutron, thank you for the 44. At Tier 3, thank you so much. And Narrow for the 46 uh, months. 46? Yes. Yeah. How many are you at, Raz? Uh-oh. I don't know. Well, I'm, <laughs> I have no clue. I have one day remaining on my sub. Am I going to renew it is the question, Travis. Yeah. LS is in the chat right now. Um, LS, I know you keep insisting that you're coaching C9, but I just... Like, is it is it really true? Like, I know you keep, you keep saying it so much that I just feel like it's maybe not. Uh... And so I'm just I'm just curious why you keep insisting that it's very confusing. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Uh, looks like Rico Suave is here. Rico Suave, where are you calling from? I'm calling from New Rochelle, New York. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, what I want to talk about is um, all these high buyout deals is actually good for the league because you got to, you get you're able to see these upcoming rookies rookies and new talent come into the league. Um, you know, you, you could look at rosters like uh, FlyQuest, EG, they could have easily um, gotten people like Niski, Reckless into their lineup. But now you have people like Luger, Takuli, um, you even got possibly Tenacity. 
coming into the league, they've all been very hyped up through their respective league, and now we get to see them because these teams can't afford these high-profile players. Why are you laughing, Raz? Huh? What if I were to tell you that the next generation of talent are also locked in high millions of buyouts? <laughs> <laughs> That's also stopping them from getting into the league. <laughs> Are we going to talk about it? Is it finally, is it, is it out there? I'm just saying, what if we were to talk about <laughs> the literal same thing? That's, I mean, it, yeah. So, uh, you know. What are we talking about, Travis? Buyouts. I don't, I don't get it. Why don't you elaborate? What are we talking, what about, are we talking Raz? about, What are you talking about? Who are you hearing is locked behind uh, insane buyouts? Oh, I literally am not talking about a specific player. I'm talking about just the You're academy. Just talking about all of I them. I feel like literally every time it feels like if an organization wants to hold on a specific player just for safety reasons, like, well, you got to pay a mill for an academy talent. Like, talking about Kenvi. Well, I'm not talking about Kenvi, but I'm sure Kenvi's a part of it. Like, it, it, I hear this like a new story about this like every time. So yeah, I, I think I'm I'm pretty much in the opposite corner and saying that it's a good thing because we get new talent in there because a lot of the times like the new talents you know there are multiple examples of new talent not being in the lcs because the org wanted to hold them or wanted to like have an absurd buyout for them yeah i do think this year in particular there's a lot of people that are criticizing teams and they're like wow these brain dead team owners won't go just get this player and put them in the lcs and it's like you hear behind the scenes like oh uh, actually, like it was kind of unreasonable the amount of money that somebody wanted for like kind of an untested player. So, uh, I definitely feel you on that. Um, I think, um, but I know we're kind of going off the topic a little bit. Yeah, I was, I was about to bring it back. I was gonna say, you know, like on that point about the hurdles of getting new talent in, whether it be buyouts or just stubbornness for giving, you know, certain players a chance or whatever. I do think. Anytime there's something that helps new players get into the league, I'm happy about it. You know, like how long would it have taken tactical to get into the LCS if Doublelift and TL didn't implode in spring? You know? Yeah. I, that's a that's a fair question because he wouldn't have come in all of 2020. He wouldn't have had a chance to impress people. Do you think a team would have given him a shot? In I mean, you could say the same thing potentially about Jenkins, right? Like we got Jenkins yeah. right now, and I do wonder if part of that is because Alfari imploded. Okay. So yeah. what we need is we need to stick all these the academy talent on Team Liquid. Do they do they have a good? Do, do we know who their academy top laner is for next split? Because I feel like anyway. Uh... <laughs> well, he. <laughs> Isn't tactical to TSM? I saw. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That got announced. That got announced. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's in the LCS. But I guess my point is like we need whatever. Like sometimes you just need whatever break you can get to get new rookies in. So like while I would like to have the best of both worlds, where players like Niski and Jensen get spots on teams, as well as new players getting teams, um, you know, sometimes you gotta take just look for the the silver lining and like yeah, it sucks that a lot of the star players aren't in the league right now. But I kind of agree with the caller that it's it's probably led to some opportunities that wouldn't have come in otherwise. Best part is they're all young too, so they can develop and maybe even become better than all these current superstar um, players that currently don't have a team. Yeah, I just hope that like the, like CLG is a great example of this, right? Like 
that's a lot of newer players, right? And contracts who's like reemerged. So in some sense, I'm excited for this. On the other set, in the other sense, like if that team sucks because they lack like veteran players to help guide them, or like I don't know. Uh, do, wait, do we know CLG's coaching staff yet? Yep, it is Thinkard and Chris. Oh yeah, yeah. So like if those guys can't make this roster work, I do get a little worried for them because it's kind of like what happened with FlyQuest last year, where they had some players that I thought were really good, but what I perceive to be pretty shit coaching. Um, and yep. so, uh, you know, it's, you don't see too many of those players around right now. Um, and so that's actually like one of the things I'm, I'm a little worried about is like, I, I agree with you, Rico, that we have those players to be excited about for next year. I just hope that they don't get like pushed out of the league if they don't succeed in their first or second split. Um, so I'm crossing my fingers. The thing with FlyQuest is uh, they were all relying on Licorice to lead them, and that wasn't the case. He isn't the quote-unquote leadership style type of person. I mean, I don't. I, I wouldn't put it on one player. Um, I, I think a lot of this requires context, but for the most part, like the, some of the fundamentals of the game, the team just didn't have. And I think a lot of that, you, I would naturally put that on coaching staff. Yeah, so. I mean, you saw basically they moved what you saw, which was very interesting uh, for me. And this is why I think like the, I don't even remember the main FlyQuest coach, but you saw the Nani. Academy coach or the Academy team come up to the LCS and the LCS team go down to Academy and both performed better. And then, <laughs> and then you saw like the LCS or the guys that were in the LCS come back start to drop off it's just like it seemed like whoever was going to the lcs was not doing great and then you know would lead start off pretty good after coming out of academy to me it just looked like wow whoever gets assigned to this lcs coach is uh really not doing great um or when so Lickers i wonder what the common thing guardians is and instantly got like player of the week yeah yeah exactly exactly Lucas leaves FlyQuest, and it's like man what is the common denominator with all this FlyQuest stuff uh uh, it's it's funny how whenever a player moves into the the FlyQuest LCS uh, zone, stuff starts to go bad. Um, so I don't know. That's just one thing I'm kind of concerned about. Like obviously, ThinkCard's been around for longer, and so I'm not as worried. He's, he's had a lot of experience or or whatever. But there are. I just worry sometimes about how quickly we decide that a an academy player doesn't have it, um, and and what happens because of that. Um. Anyway, Rico Suave, thanks so much for the call. Anything else you want to shout out before we uh, move on to our next caller? Uh, huge shout out to Alienware. Uh, literally saved $1,000 on a PC and all the other stuff that goes with one. And now I have an excuse to ignore my wife. Nice. Have a good night, everybody. Congratulations. <laughs> have a good one. I was sold up until the end. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Is that, well, is that be on clear. The, the side of an Alienware? That is not a feature of an Alienware. That is a personal decision he is making. They, they should put that on the side of the box. Now no. you have a reason to ignore your significant other. Oh, Jesus. Okay. It's not, it's not what we're pushing here, people. That was an independent opinion. Okay. Uh, Chris Million, thank you for the four months. Lobs for days, thank you for the prime. Fiddlesticks bot, thank you for the prime. Uh, oh, Chris Million gifted a sub. That's awesome. 
Thank you. Hello. Uh, Wooden Post is here. Wooden Post, where are you calling from? Hello, hello. I'm calling from Boston, Massachusetts. Hey. hey, Mark's area. What do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, so I wanted to talk a little bit about Arcane. Promise, no spoilers. No spoilers, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, so basically I want to talk about how uh, that the success that, first off, that I think Arcane is phenomenal, and I think the success and critical acclaim that Riot's been able to achieve uh, with a TV show or something even remotely in the film industry is something that we just haven't been able to see to success with other video game adaptations. And so that has going to really um, kind of just slingshot, I think, right forward as a leader in the gaming world for other gaming companies to really aspire to. And something that they're not going to be pigeonholed on our only success as League of Legends, because not only just for Arcane success, but we've seen Riot branching out with things like TFT. Uh, Valorant, which is a shooter that's even competing against with numbers against CSGO, you know, Project L, which has lots of different, uh, uh, which is looking to be quite hype, in my opinion, RPGs like Ruin King. And uh, I think that like, while League is definitely their biggest game by far, they're finding success in other areas in ways that other companies haven't been able to. Not to name any names, Cough Cough Blizzard and World of Warcraft, but... <laughs> Uh, so I think it's going to really allow Riot to be just a leader moving forward. And I think that them using this world that they've been able to build with like Arcane and even smaller games like Ruin King is going to bring lots of traction um, and gain more uh, viewers for League of Legends, but also for Riot's new upcoming MMO to basically just come in and slam because people are really going to want to dive into this world that's being developed and quite mas masterfully developed. I agree so with that take. I, I think it's it's good. Mark, look, you look like you were about to say something. No, I, I mean, that's what I was going to ultimately ask is like in the long grand scheme of what will be Riot Games and League and all this stuff, like how big of a splash is Arcane really is what I'd ask. Is it is it just going to be a great TV show? like, Or do you think it's actually going to... Because the, the thing is right now, Netflix is getting all the credit in mainstream media. No one fucking knows Riot made it. At least that I see. Every, actually, every it's such a good I point. See, so every every review I see that is not by an endemic goes Netflix's arcane is great. I can't wait. I hope Netflix renews it for another season. And it's like, bro, Netflix is just a distributor. That's like saying like, man, AMC did such a good job making those Marvel movies. It's like they didn't make it. Marvel Studios made it. Yeah, and let like, me I, I, I feel like the average person has no fucking idea. Let me see if I can if I can. Uh... I can show this because I had not actually really thought about this, Mark, but then it made me immediately think of this. So Riot is, I guess, annually a charity bake sale. Um, they they did one this this time that benefited, I want to get it right because I actually uh, donated uh, to the People Concern, uh, which is an organization, I think, in LA um, that, that helps folks out. And <laughs> they, it got some coverage so I got I got invited to like get some of these baked goods, which were really cool. I posted about it on Twitter, um, and and did a donation. But they it, it got some coverage by a local, a local thing. I'm almost done getting. Okay, yeah, I'm let me so show lost this. what you're talking about. To be so honest, I just know that I might want. To right. Okay. Right. Did this bake sale charity bake sale? This was how it was covered by local news. <laughs> Netflix's arcane bake sale. Uh, like this was at the riot campus. <laughs> It was at the Riot campus and, oh, and completely God, done by Riot. 
And KTLA5 was like Netflix's Arcane Bake Sale. Uh, Riot I've got it up on screen for the Riot podcast. Riot Bake Sale at Riot. And they're yeah, yeah. like, Netflix, baby. And Riot PR was, I think, the people who worked with KTLA on it. And, um, yeah, it's just... Uh, so it is true. It is true. Now, I guess you could make the argument that maybe... Like, I didn't see the segment. Maybe you can make the argument that... Uh, in, like they needed this as the lower third to like get people to pay attention, but then they're like Netflix made a show with Riot Games recently or something. So I don't want to make, jump to too many conclusions, but the screenshot is definitely yeah. You could uh, easily go Netflix and Riot's arc, you know, like yeah, Riot yeah, yeah. Games. They would yes. fit on there. You just got to use a slightly lower font. Yes. So every so everything that I've like you know review that I've seen or just anything that says like oh what's what's the top ten does mention League of Legends and Riot Games. And also the intro to every episode has like Arcane and underneath it has the League of Legends yeah. <laughs> logo. So I think I think so. I think the show goes tries to be as subtle as possible though. So I, I, yeah. I'm interested in seeing how um, yeah, like what's what the actual new player experience if more people are going to be playing the game because of it. Because like probably the most popular game turned show is literally Pokemon I would say from the gut. Um, so, but Co Pokemon is just pretty, it's pretty straightforward in saying, Hey, this is literally the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> there is like the show exists to get people into the game yes. where like, this doesn't quite feel like it is that. like a pure marketing strategy. And this one I think is, it, it, it is a great marketing strategy, but, um, I yeah, think this one's a lot more subtle. I think it's also going to help, uh, even internally. Because I think when Riot's developing like new games, for example, when they come out with you know a, a game, an RPG, let's just even say take Rune King, I think you have a lot of people who would really like. I don't really care about the lore of League of Legends, even who played League of League religiously or Valorant, but they see something that like this world come to life, and they can all, all of a sudden be like, oh, this is actually much deeper in a way that I thought was a way I didn't actually think about, and a way I can actually now kind of am curious and want to get to know. So even if not even necessarily only a viewing or helping uh, new viewers come. So here's a question I was going to ask or post to the group. Um, and I'm in Twitch chat can chime in on this. I know we're all like Riot fanboys, and that's how people will position this. But okay, when you think about Riot, you think about League, all their games, the fact that they're now a publisher and they're partnering with indie game indie devs to make the, at least five games that we've heard of so far. Two of them just released. And now you've got Arcane, which is like a hit Netflix show and is one of the, the only times where we've seen like a good video game adaptation out into, you know, television or, or movies. What other game developers and or publishers are competing with this? Like who else is operating on this level? So that's the thing I was going to say too. Um, and I don't want to be like a, you know, a, a negative Nate, but like, the amount of resources they sank into this project is pretty fucking massive. And like the amount of studios who want to do that is probably not many. Um, because you're not like, you might not be as good as Arcane. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of like Eastern ones, like, you know, the Fate series is a great example, like Fate Grand Order and Fate all the different games and Fate the Animes and they have a whole like multimedia yeah. franchise. But this doesn't feel like an attempt to make a multimedia franchise. It just felt like an attempt to make a really fucking cool piece of art related to the game's world and characters. Um, so, like, 
I just don't actually think it's going to be that replicated because I see posts on the fantasy subreddit all the time and stuff where people are like, this will bring in a new age of adult animation and like this and, and Dota Dragon's Blood and uh, <clears throat> Castlevania. And like, I think to a degree you might see more animation, but on this level, like, no, no way. I, I, I just don't think so. If Riot, um, I think Riot's actually challenged the other companies because I think lots of times you have other companies that will just they'll they'll half-ass it you know they'll be like hey, we'll toss a little bit of money here and we'll just see what we can get out of it but i think riot by forking up this much money said if you want to be able to even compete with what we're projecting or even just something even similar you better commit some you better commit to it because otherwise we're just gonna we're gonna we'll own your asses on on this i mean i think uh it's interesting you know, I, I was looking at some of the responses to my question of like, is are there any other publishers that are operating on this level? Nintendo is maybe one that I see in the chat. It's certainly not Blizzard. Um, and like, just it's like when again, when you think about all the games, the eSport and well, eSports, I guess I should say, and the show, like it's just so hard to find any other developer slash publisher that's out there doing this type of stuff. I mean... And I, and I do think there's an argument to be made that with Arcane, they've transcended game developer. Even just the fucking music, the music that they make, right? Like yeah. they make, we were forgetting about that. They they make songs that hit the billboard charts, you know? Like nobody else is doing that. So I know, I know, like where it's not the cool thing to do to like actually praise Riot these days. And like, this is a, a dangerous thing to do because then people come out of the comments being like, wow, Travis just sucking up to Riot. But I'm like, you know, you got to kind of acknowledge it at a certain point in time, like how crazy they they need to guess do books. I know they've done some stuff, but they need like there's some other mediums that they haven't super done yet. But I mean, it's I think uh, insane how I think far we're trying going. to hit the Zoomer generation, Travis. Yeah. I think we're past that. I mean, like people point out to other things like Epic, you know, like has the resources in theory to do it. Like there's there's definitely situations where I think people could, but I just don't think they want to is, is I guess kind of what I'm saying is like you have to sink so many resources into it. And like, while it's clearly a good TV show, I think a lot of companies go, well, was it worth the ROI? <laughs> and you know, that we'll have to see. And that'll take a little bit longer to actually get the answer to. But yeah. this like- I'm interested. I remember- um, I'm just, I'm just interested if, if the show itself is, is profitable, right? If the show itself is profitable, regardless of the marketing strategy behind it, then that's a huge plus one. Like season two is coming hot and it's coming, it's just it's just basically going to be insane uh and uh, and they would probably just ramp up the actual um you know the money that they put into shows coming forward so i'd be interested in that i do agree that they they invested quite a bit uh but it hit the top of the charts so yeah that's a success wooden post thanks for bringing this up i think it was a good conversation and we do kind of yeah, have thanks, to acknowledge guys. the impact of arcane because it's they've just pushed so hard on it and uh it's done so much i think so Stay tuned for Mark Zimmerman and my <laughs> Arcane Act 3 review tomorrow uh, to hear our thoughts on the narrative decisions. Anyway, thanks again, Windpost. And uh, anything you want to shout out? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. And a uh, shout out to the entire cast and crew of Arcane. If anybody's out there listening, you guys made one hell of a show. Excited to see what's next. And shout out to my hardworking boys, Pat and Luke. Thanks. Yeah, have a good one. All right. Uh, let's see, where are we? Uh, Fiddlesticks Bot, thank you for the Prime. Thanks, everyone. How are you doing, Raz? 
Uh, I'm doing well. You traveling uh, for the holidays at all? I might. I'd have to think about that. I, I, it's like if it happens, it would have to be end of December. Are you going to celebrate American Thanksgiving? I think so. I think I. I think someone that someone definitely invited me, and in, so I'd, I'd be going for sure. Nice. Uh, Zamelkai is here. Zamelkai, where are you calling from? Uh, I am calling from uh, Oxford, United Kingdom. How how are the academics going? Uh, it's going good. Um, I am almost done with term, and then I've got to do multiple essays over the Christmas break, and also translate some of the Epic of Gilgamesh. So that'll be fun. Nice. I remember when he's I my favorite fake character. That that is uh, both good and bad to know, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you, you you get it though, at least. I've I have seen fate. I am very unfortunate to. I'm admit. kidding. It's Alexander the Great. Everyone, calm down, dude. Uh, he is very good, to be fair. Um, I don't know. Anyway. Is this some anime stuff? Yes. No. Anyway, <laughs> what do you what do you want to talk about on the show? Um. Yes. So. Uh my non-degree really to take is that um, with EG and 100 Thieves rosters this year, the narrative of the LCS is, to borrow a quote from Peter Dunn, the battle for the soul of the LCS. And if EG and 100 Thieves lose, especially to Team Liquid, NA's long-term prospects will suffer because of a lack of faith in developing NA talent. Um, and I can either elaborate on this or like drop You said it off. EG and 100 Thieves? They're the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, elaborate on it because I'm seeing a lot of imports on both those teams, so I'm a little confused. By okay, so take. specifically, like 100T, like there's a lot of argument about whether 100T is an NA team or not, and I think I fall on the line that 100T, despite not being made up of like North American-born players, is an NA team, and that a lot of those players have been inside the NA system for long enough that like they have. Like, it has become an NA team by virtue of having, like, grinded within the LCS scene. Um, you know, you have stuff like um, the top lane of 400T going down into Academy and then working his way back up into, the, like, the LCS main stage. All right, like, I don't think that's... Um, if you're talking about Subday, I don't think this is, like, a contracts narrative. I, I feel mean, like Subday did not go down there and have to, like, earn his spot back. I feel like that's a little bit of a dramatization of how that I don't like down. the story it could turn into another okay. Netflix series <laughs> okay but like my point my point being but like they they have existed in the LCS Ross like the LCS system that they are NA players regardless of where they were born and uh like specifically what I think is that both like 110 EG like, whilst they have EU players, they took EU players, they, they aren't the perks of EU. Like, Abadage was a good player in EU, but he wasn't, like, uh, you know, he hasn't won multiple LEC titles. And, like, it, they are built around taking players with a higher potential than where they're currently at, and then taking them up to that point. And, like, EG specifically... Um, I think, like with ex like with the promotion of Jojo Pion, I think that like both, especially EG, because they've gone really hard on this in their branding. Um, but like, this is the kind of year where, with a hundred T running back the roster they had, but bringing up new talent, and then with EG also like bringing up talent, they've got to prove it. 
this year. And if they don't prove it this year, then GM, not just fans, but also GMs will have a lot of questions of, well, these teams did it and they said that they'd find success and they haven't found success. Why should we? Okay. One thing I'll throw in there too is like, in order to make the case that like you should be developing more into the, the young talent for top teams, they actually have to win things or at least like, you know, beat top teams in best of fives. And that's the thing that like CLGs and Golden Guardians and some of these other teams probably weren't going to do. Um, and EG, while yes, to Travis's point, got inspired and whatnot, uh, they at least still have two players that are clearly younger, North American. I mean, you can throw Vulcan in there as a North American, but you know he's established. And, and at least say like, hey, we're trying to give these guys a shot on a team that has veterans around them that can actually win versus like purely developmental rosters, which I think makes them make sense to me. 100 Thieves, you haven't sold me on. But yeah, yeah. EG, that, okay. as, uh, EG is separate from 100 Thieves in my mind as much as... I you have know, a I just I yeah, have a hundred thieves thing. I actually thought he, when he was talking about hundred thieves that he would go in the direction of tenacity. Tenacity, that, yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. So I, I believe that the point of I would have agreed with the hundred thieves point if it was if tenacity comes in and does not perform, then that will greatly discourage people from like looking into the uh, you know academy system, which I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's uh, a strong. Uh, top laner and especially in his solo queue run in the US I think which was remarkable like people will and also his performance in Academy like there's a lot of things to look back on but yes if he if he doesn't if he fails if Jojo Pion and Danny fail which Danny I mean is already doing really well and he's on a fucking you know high key trajectory he won literally all pro I think third team if I remember correctly so um, it's really just kind of a look at those players on established teams um, then yeah, that'll be that'll be pretty tough. Whereas the low uh, the teams that are in the bottom four usually um, are a lot more free and willing to use. Like for instance, CLG now like just looks completely new and all that. I'm a little concerned with good old Dignitas and FlyQuest um, going across the pond for Dignitas allegedly, but I'm I'm pretty sure with how much of the the sources have been pushing on like um, it's blue what's it called? blue coming in. It's blue. Like, that one for me is shocking, um, and FlyQuest going to Tukui, like that one's going to be interesting. I want to see how he how they perform, but like for me, I would closely look at those teams um, and their performance. Um, then I would, then I would a hundred thieves. Yeah, would be my take. Okay, I was going to say Zamelka. I know it's late there. You're you're a great uh, friend of the show. You've called in. You've sub all the time. What the fuck are you talking about with hundred thieves? This was the first roster that we sent to Worlds since LMQ that had no North American player on it. Like, it maybe if they still had DeMonte on it and they hadn't replaced him with, like, Abadage in the middle of the year, like, sure. Like, they don't even have enough faith and tenacity to just, like, run him as the starter for next year. Like, they're like, it's a six-man roster. Like, I agree with the idea that, like, a lot of these players have been here, but, like, it's not even like these players. It's not like someday like came through the academy. Like, oh yeah, we we got him out of you know before he went to LCK and we stuck him into academy and we grew him and <laughs> you know that type of stuff. Like, fucking closer came over what two years ago. Like, it's it's the hundred D thing is just I think the worst argument for this. No All offense. right, but I, no, I no, hang Travis on. I, we swapped roles for this call. What happened? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But here's here's where I will I will I will change this. Like the the better way to look at it, I think, instead of comparing like 
what what were your you were said EG and Hunter T versus what TL and C9? Like TL, yeah. Uh, well, T- TL particularly because I think yeah. TL is like TL is peak old guard. Yes. Like it's they're like, they're the Yankees. Well, here's here's yeah. here's the the two different. I'll split this into two for you. One is instead of comparing teams, just say EG has to like if if JoJo and Danny survive and are top performers then that is like a great thing versus like they could have gone with a double lift and Jensen. And like, if, or if in like sp- summer we see Jojo get subbed out for like Jensen who comes off of hiatus to come in, then like, that's the issue. Like that, that to me is the test. Like there's a lot of, of pressure, I think on Jojo and Danny, for instance, in EG, I think if you want to find like a, a test to go with, like that is one of them. I think the other thing that you could say we are testing is something like, hey, if, um, I don't know, like C9 and let's say TSM goes with like young talent they didn't pay for a ton for or something like that, like versus TL and 100T, for instance, you could say like, this is a test to see if like you truly do need to spend a lot and whoever wins the, spends the most is the one who wins. Uh, because like we, I do think TSM, presumably TSM and seemingly C9 are both like cutting costs a little bit and like they're not spending what they spent previously by a lot is what i would guess and so like that's the other kind of like uh what fulcrum or whatever you could say i don't know what the example what the word is but like that's the the other thing you could look at as the the pivot point for discussions on like okay like you know two different philosophies that are are clashing which one's going to win out here are the areas to look at i just like i don't it's tough for me to look at that EG and Hunter T and be like, oh yeah, like if they if they can outperform like TLST9, like that's where we're gonna see NA talent be the victor, you know. Raz, did you have a follow up? Yeah, I think right. the, uh, just a small one is that I also think that looking to the community and the expectations really important. That a lot of people will push the idea that they love uh, new talent coming in, and then if they don't hit the same you know, ranking that were in last split. Let's just say Evil Geniuses went pretty far um, in the regular season last split. Jizuke performed really well. If Jopion has like a, let's just say an average split or a rough split, and he's always going to be compared to um, Jizuke or Jensen, the like community is going to be on one end saying, yeah, yeah, get him in. And then the by the end of the split are going to be fucking calling for his head. This happens like literally every time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, I just want there to be like an understanding that this is a full year commitment in my mind. If we just realize, oh, he's playing just as as we kind of called it at the beginning of the split and they move him out because there's pressure and then we go back to like uh, veteran talent, then it's like, okay, what did we learn here? <laughs> we learned nothing. Yeah, I mean, I last week had said that it's hard to tell if EG made the right move this year because I don't think we'll even know till next year. <laughs> Which, yeah. like, yeah, you want JoJo Pune to probably not have the expectation that if he doesn't win the LCS as a rookie, it's a failure. Like, you know, give him, give him a year or two. Um, no. The other thing I was going to say on the topic of, like, paradigm shifts that Travis was kind of hinting at, last year we had made a prediction about one team that was kind of doing this, and it was CLG as an old guard way. The caller and said we, this, everyone, yeah. Yeah, everyone was kind of like, all right, CLG is the only team still building rosters with just, like, five, you know, slapped-together veterans um and it failed and i think in a sense that's almost like i don't i feel bad for all those players but i think the the idea behind that team was uh 
not great. Uh, and I feel like this could be the version of that this year where it's like these teams that are not splurging on the superstars and they're trying to, to, you know, incorporate more, more rookies right out the gate. You know, like, I think that could be one CLG as another example. Like, I don't think they have the expectations to win the split, but if they outperform some of these teams who might've spent more money on imports and stuff like that, you can even look at like the blue and pride soccer situations and be like, well, you could have just done what CLG did. Um, that, that will probably be another, uh, potential shift because i i don't think anyone built like clg built last year this year is there any clg this year no i mean like dig is like kind of a different version of it i th i would argue like it's not uh -huh. a bunch of old na vets or something like that but it is kind of like a i don't know we're like finding a, a it, it's kind of like this i don't know what they're spending right but it does feel like they're like right rather than going the na rookie talent stuff they're like let's bring over like some of these players that have done well um, and so I think that that's the only thing I can, I can consider that is similar. And they brought like Biofrost back. I love Vincent, but like that, that is kind of like a CLG move. In fact, CLG it's has It's truly counter logic to be like the, the idea of like, Hey, this, this player did well overseas, bring him over. Yeah. They went for the route of, Hey, this player did poorly overseas. Let's bring him over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, here's the final thing I, I want to say on this stuff is like, I am very curious to see what everybody's power rankings are like before the start of the split next year, whenever Mark does his and the dive does theirs and all the co-streamers do theirs and all that stuff. Because I think my, my suspicion is people are going to do the power ranking of top five, bottom five. Um, and you know, they'll sort people accordingly, but I think it's, I think that will have more to do with like legacy of these orgs. Cause I get, the, I feel like for instance, if you were, if you, somebody went into a coma and they woke up and you're like, Hey, TSM, uh, what's a good example. Actually, maybe like C9 or I don't know. Somebody is running the IMT roster. Um, and they swapped and then IMT, you give IMT like the TS eventually TSM roster or the C9 roster. I think there's a chance people would rank the IMT roster higher because they're like, oh, it's TSM, and they're doing this interesting thing. And, like, PoE's great, and Wild Turtle's always been stable. And, like, yeah, they're taking a couple bets. But, like, so I, I, I do think there will be, even though some of the top teams are taking bigger risks than they normally do with some of their players, um, I think, I guess maybe you could even make the same argument about EG, and, and depending on how you feel about JoJo and Danny. I think that uh, people will overlook s some potential strength in, in some of the bottom five because they're like, well, you know, it's TSM. You uh, don't bet against it, them. An arrow showed up in chat, and he he raised a good point. Are we putting Golden Guardians tenth again? Mm. Is it is it time to do Golden Guardians tenth again? I don't think it's, it's I a did my tradition. I did that. Power, I mean, it's it's a Mark Zimmerman tradition. I don't ever rank them bottom. I think. Um, I mean, I did my like my Twitch chat bullies me into power rankings on or tier lists or whatever on the the free agency day and i don't think i picked golden guardians last um the other thing i have an say, easy one from i i oh, me, let me hear. it just has to be dig <laughs> just you yeah. put it on put it in a what's it called montage if they don't uh get 10th place like that would be exciting um i think river is great but you know it needs to be a tough run for them I mean, I'm also kind of worried. Is, is Afro still in the chat? Afro, you're gone, right? I'm also kind of worried oh about the FlyQuest roster. Like, 
a FlyQuest roster, I think, looks better on paper than the Dig one, and I don't know, probably is, but, like, Kuma's had a rough go of it. Jose Diodo came in with, like, a lot of fanfare and didn't really deliver. Like, Aphromu has great splits and then some not great splits, and uh, we don't know anything about Takuli, and Mark won't even pronounce his name correctly, so... And Johnson, what I think, hell? is also... Johnson's had years where, like, people are what, like, Johnson's yell, smurfing, what the hell and about? Then, we're just, yeah. just, we are doing this man's name wrong. <laughs> Marcus. Um, so, like, I, I don't know. Tabuli, I'm also kind of worried about the flight right? play question. Takuli. You can yes. call him the French balls. Tabuli. It's, it's, it it's like a, you know. I'm, fa I'm a fan of calling him the French balls. <laughs> okay. Tartaglia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, fuck, just so people know, Kui uh, or Kui, I'm pretty sure it's Kui. Is literally testicles in French. Good luck. Is it Tequi? <laughs> yes. Took two years of French and I know I know nothing. Okay. Is that two testicles? Is that what it's for? J'aime le gâteau. Uh, it's like uh, all testicles or all balls or something like that. So that's something. <laughs> so yes, have fun with that one, guys. This is going to be a great time to cast. <laughs> um, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, the other thing I was going to say that's really important is Anero retweeted Creed singing at the Super Bowl. And it really distracted me in the middle of the show. I don't know if Anero is still here, but fuck you, dude. <laughs> Wait, what? Will you take me it's, yeah, it's higher? Twenty years Can ago, I man. Just <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, thank you so much, Zamelkai, for the call. You should get some sleep. What time? Or uh, what do you want to shout out? Uh, okay. Well. Uh, shout out to Game Fuel. They don't sell in Europe, and they really should. It would help me not end these calls late at night. Very um, good. We appreciate and then, you, uh, you finally... should give him the Game Fuel Victory Caller and then figure out how to get it there. Yeah. Um... I would take that. Anyway. Um, Thanks, Mark. My, my, other, my other shout-out is to Team Sucker Bunch. So if you like League of Legends and you want to watch League of Legends but you don't want to watch League of Legends, watch Pokemon Unite. And if you want to watch Pokemon Unite, watch Team Sucker Bunch. Uh, their handle is at suckerbunch underscore. They've got some really cool people in them. You might recognize one of the names on them. Uh, the jerseys are sponsored by the Completionist. All right, we cool don't need their like their family history as a Valkai. Thank you, thank anyway, you for thank you very much. Thank you for the call. Uh, get some sleep. I really appreciate you calling it. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you to Mathul for the Prime and Fish Sticks for the 26 months. Appreciate it. Uh, no, all, all a bunch of love to Zamalkai. It's always been a good sport, um, but I did, I did. It's oftentimes the callers that are repeat callers that I know realize that I'm not trying to shame them or I feel like I can be maybe the harshest in my response to their take. Okay. Harama says my friend is on a top Pokemon Unite team with Frosk. Frost was trying to crowdsource uh, Vi Caitlin pornography today on Twitter. Uh, no game sense is here. No game sense. Where are you calling from? Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, you're kind of quiet. I'm going to turn you up. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, I just kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion on like the rationale of like kind of the bottom tier LCS teams bringing in like lower tier EU players and instead of like some of the NA Academy or NA amateur players. Like, I, I know EG had success with Danny and such, and I, I feel like it's kind of getting repetitive almost, but I feel like there are some great players like Fi Fire or like even like Acadian could still play. 
and, and like play to Pride Soccer, I don't know if he would want to, but I just feel like there's a general oversight in NA and like people just would rather pull from EU. And I mean, they have the import slots, so they're free to do it. But I was just wondering what you guys' thoughts were on that rationale or like what the teams are thinking. Yeah, I you know, I wonder if uh, Pride Stalker is an arrow's bet on like a closer level player, you know, where it's like, okay, people are kind of aware of this player. Um, maybe, you know, there's a belief like we can bring him in and like, he'll really smurf in, in LCS and people will like him. Um, so like, I don't, I don't know, Mark, do you think pride stalker is fits within, you know, what was it? The first caller or whatever, the second caller that said that, uh, C9 is executing on your, your vision. Do you think pride stalker is an example of, of going and finding a player from the region that fits that? No, pride stalker has been playing for too long for me to want to, to say that uh, he's been around for, for a minute. Um, and, I think he's, you know, could be a good veteran import that's like slightly cheaper than, you know, like inspired level people that you're trying to bring over. I think for Golden Guardians, that's, I think what his role is supposed to be is not like, look at this low key development thing that we found, but like, hey, we have import slots open. We want someone talented in the jungle, but we can't ball out for big names. Like maybe this is a good one uh, to grab. He's two years younger than Iconic. Sure. But he's played a fuckload more. He's played Mark, since... Mark responding to Dane in on the chat. Sorry, the yeah. Way, the... He's, he's been playing since 2016 and Misfits Academy since 2017. You know, like it's it's a slightly higher level that he's been competing at. I don't think a talent development is entirely linked to age. Um, but either way, I, I think like uh, he is supposed to be someone who has more of the experience than some of the, the people. I mean, Lost and Blaze, all of Licorice, they all played a, a while. I don't think they... Uh, are a super experienced team, but they're clearly not trying to just develop talent uh, anymore. Yeah. Do like you feel like they gave up on it after last year? I, well, I don't feel like you want to be roster? perma development, right? Like you're like a blaze. Olive looks good. What are you going to do? At some point you have to put pieces around him, right? Yeah. So I, I feel like that's, that's more what they were going for this year. than this is like phase two of, of it. It's just, yeah. Yeah, you can't get stuck in permanent development. Otherwise, you're just a fucking feeder team. So I, I think that they don't have the budget. I mean, I don't know Golden Garden's budget, but reading between the lines, I don't think this is a development team, which and that's what I was kind of saying about Pride Stalker. I don't think he's there to be developed. Whereas Takuli, maybe you can argue he's more developmental focused and, and more aligned with that kind of like C9 approach with some of the younger Korean players they're bringing in. I, I admittedly don't know as much about Takuli, um, but he seems greener than, than some of the other imports that are coming in. Uh, from ba Bakery from from Dignitas says, in Dig's case, for all of our additions, our scouting showed that they were better than the community opinion of them was. So Dig kind of trying to go with the like, I don't know, people overuse this reference, but I guess Moneyball approach of like, oh, we found these players that we think are better than what people think. You know, the community might think they're bad, but like our scouting shows that they're good, and so we're gonna we're gonna run them. Um, I mean, it's in in some sense, it's like a nice place for for Dick to be in because people are his expectations. Like people are ranking them tenth. Somebody on this very show just said that moments ago. And so <laughs> if so, for them, they they could only overperform if if the players only need to be slightly better than the community thinks that they are, in order for them to to Eighth exceed place coming in hot, baby. Yeah, you yeah. underestimated our power. Hey, isn't that? That's playoff summer. <laughs> we made playoffs. 
um, but hey, hey, you know. Uh, so my my take on it. Um, so I'm pretty. I have a different belief on on development when it comes to players. I think too many people link development to age, or you know, if someone has um, showcased like good mechanics or good growth, like a sense of growth throughout like a specific period of play. Um, or if through the conversations you have internally, like, oh, this person's really f like flexible to change. Like he's e easily able to like uh, take in feedback. He's applying the feedback like on a consistent basis. Like on Stalker, I'm genuinely interested. Like because yes, he did yeah. have a bad time in um, Europe when he was in the Premier League. Like that's the case. Like he was hyped up before he went into that league because of his performance in solo queue. And then obviously like that run happened but then of course he's been playing he's been performing well uh since going back into erls and so like i'm interested in him only because i do think that him coming onto golden guardians you're right i i think a lot of this is like between pride stalker um lost the blaze olive a lot of that is kind of seeing if they if if players like them can develop and also ole who i think personally ole is lcs caliber i know a lot of people think he's lcs caliber um, it just comes down to whether it can work and, and if the team can grow. And if these players like Lost, Olive, and Pride Stalker, uh, mostly Pride Stalker and Lost, who's had like previous experiences that like have dampened people's opinions on them, like people have changed their opinions on players over a split because them resurging. Like probably the most recent example Bazooka. I can think of, though I'm sure the chat can go through of them, like um, it would probably be like something like an Afro move, right? Who throughout times on 100 Thieves is like people would trash him and then he comes back and he had that huge performance surge on Dignitas. Um, things like these happen. Like players can grow and develop and it not necessarily have something to do with age. It can just have something to do with them changing their routine or changing how they think about the game. Um, fudge, yes, but Fudge, that one's a different one. I think that one he's, you know, he was introduced to uh, coaching staff and like game knowledge he didn't have pre previously in Oceania. So, um, yeah, I I'm excited for Golden Guardians. They may still rank low, like it's spring split, so like, I'm okay with that one. The one that I'm less excited for, because like Dignitas, if you were, I think Neo and Dignitas, fucking great, right? Like I want to see Neo <laughs> again. Biofrost, I'm, o I'm open to that um, because of wh what he was in the past. Blue. Like we just had Saligo. I, 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 Saligo. I, if we're talking about players who can develop and get better, uh, he was getting fucking good in academy. Like I, I, so I don't know what. Maybe I'm just completely disconnected to that one. I feel like the other thing that too for for that move is anytime a player from another or a coach from another region brings in a player that they've worked with previously, who does not wow the external viewers it's hard to not arch an eyebrow at that move. Um, you know, like the Aka situation before, you know, like mm -hmm. this This has shades of that, where it's, you know, who knows how it'll go. I, I will keep an open mind, but to Raz's point, there's definitely some academy mids, who knows what the buyouts are, who's, you know, it's, it's hard to know exactly behind the scenes, but Sligo was there. They could have, you know, re-upped him, but... Yeah, I mean, Insanity is still up and is still there. I, I know that, um, uh, you know, CLG was able to get uh, the previous FlyQuest mid laner. Um, Palafox. So yeah, and Palafox. Yeah. So that's 
kind of closed. But there are a lot of mids that were available. People are not going to like the name of uh, Rayoma because of what he like because of the previous splits and LCS. But once again, he was smurfing in academy. He was he actually developed. He got better. Um, so like in a different situation can help out. Like these are all questions that I had, and like you can make a a, a, a you know have a conversation on. But I didn't understand blue, so. And I, I'm, I'm saying I didn't understand Blue, not in the case that I don't have context. I watched the LEC split, and both spring and summer, it was bad. So I don't understand the decision. No game sense. Uh, I figure we've probably answered your question pretty thoroughly, yes? Yeah, yeah. Very good. Well, anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Uh, no, just shout out Game Fuel. Uh, love you guys. Keep doing what you do. Well, thank you so much for the call. I'm happy that uh, No Game Sense decided to shout out Game Fuel because it makes my job easy. Callers are sensing now where we're going, I think. Well, he says No Game Sense, but maybe he has Sponsor Sense because it's time to talk about Game Fuel. Uh, listen, I've had a crazy week, um, and it's, it's going to continue, I guess, for another couple days at least. Uh, and I really appreciate having Mountain Dew Game Fuel at my side as I navigate it all, uh, <laughs> at least at least as I need a little bit of a, a pick-me-up sometimes whenever it's been a long day. Flying back from San Francisco today, having a, a long day, and then doing the show, you know? Like, it's... I, I need to be able to bring it, all right? You guys know that I'm just a bundle of energy on this show, that I just exude cheer and intensity, uh, and it's because of Gamefield that I'm allowed to do that. So thank you so much, Matt, uh, Matt and Dew Gamefield, for sponsoring the show. Please do yourself a favor. Do me a favor. Go to Gamefield.com slash Travis and uh, check out what they have to offer and use code Travis at checkout to save on your order. It's awesome uh, when I, with the support that Gamefield provides us here on the show. We love them so much. Uh, so again, thank you to Gamefield for sponsoring the show and uh, hope you can grab a drink soon. Mark is off to grab our last caller of the night. Nothead, thank you for the three months. Appreciate it. Uh, looks like Mark is back with John Tino. John Tino, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from the Gold Coast, Australia. Gold Coast, Australia. We love our Aussie callers. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? But my take was essentially, uh, with regards to... Uh, sorry, some of the audio just went weird. You're good. So good. my take was, I think Golden Guardians is seriously being slept on for next year. I think we've all essentially forgotten how good this team got at the end of 2020. And I think with the way this roster has actually formed and come together, I think we're going to get a resurgence of Golden Guardians to at least the top half of the league next year. Do you, do you realize that none of the players from 2020 are around? I believe he meant 2021. I assume he meant 2021. Uh, well, I, I, know, I know it was... Um, no, 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 100 Thieves, they, they heisted all those players, they took them away, but they built a roster out of players which no one was really thinking were that good at the time. Okay, so you're saying... And I think they're going to do it again. You're saying that uh, people forget how good the 2020 the roster did. was, and may, maybe another way of saying that is people forget that most of what 100T is running is Golden Guardians 2020 roster. That roster went on to win summer this year uh, with some slight changes. And so, um, you know, maybe they can do it again with this lineup. You know, like maybe they're they're evolving that lineup in in twenty twenty two. 
essentially, because I just think there's there's so much to be excited about with all the players that they've brought on. I think like a Blaze Olive, we we really saw him like pick up last year. He's so interested in trying like all these new picks and uh, really diving into the early game. I think Pride Stalker is going to fit really well with sort of the new meta we got preseason with all these sort of assassin junglers coming in. And I think uh, Ole, you know, coming back into the league after grinding in Korea for a, a year, he had the chance to walk away if he really wanted to. And he, he opted to come back. I think that's the man you should probably be afraid of. Um, and of course, I'm a little bit biased. Uh, I love Lost. He's, he's, a, he's another OC boy. We, we, we stick out for each other. So I'm really excited in that sense. Um, okay. Why don't I... I'll just do it for once because uh, Mark did say that we're, we swapped roles for today. Uh, I will just be the devil's advocate here because you, you just hyped up all those players. But let me tell you, Licorice was not great for the majority of this year. Yes, when he joined Golden Guardians, he picked that up, but like he was not great. Pride Stalker is somebody that LEC has never decided to like bring back into the fold. Um, Olive had a really rough spring, started to get better towards the end. Lost was the weakest part of TSM, and Ole in the past has had some, I don't know if you want to call them motivation issues or just like personal issues that have like affected his team in pretty big ways. Like everybody hypes up his performance, but I feel like everyone's kind of afraid of talking about like, are we sure that Ole's in a good place now? And, you know, for instance, uh, whenever he went to you know, notably at MSI, like he, he benched himself in the middle of the tournament. Um, so it's, it, there's been like stage issues in the past. And so there's a good chance that like, as much as you want to say all the great things about all these players, I also want to argue that there's some pretty big risks that all these players bring to the table. And so, you know, it could be a thing where all, like they all hit their peak and like this team kills it, but there's also a chance that like, this is what the, the joke is, you know, 10th place power ranking team or anything in between, right? There might be a world where like one of these players is the issue and then they can just swap them in in spring and, and make a, the upgrade that they need for summer and then really pop off there. But like, I just like, it's hard for me to have full confidence in this roster whenever there are so many question marks when you look at every single one of the players. Yeah, like I I, I don't disagree with you on that part. I'm... Hold on, let me disagree with him. I I, okay. I, 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 like, I have a little bit. Can I just address the, the Ole thing quickly and then sure. back to you? Yeah, yeah. So, I think a year is a really long time to actually, like, sit back, get sort of the help you need to deal with those sort of pressure issues, and come back as a stronger player. And I feel like if he hadn't addressed that, he probably wouldn't have come back. So, that's why I'm not as sort of doubtful about it. That's, that's sort of where my head's at. He, he doesn't like me, uh, but you can do your part. Raz has had <laughs> enough of you. Um, here's what I'll say, Travis, and I'm sorry, Chime, I'm gonna have to do you dirty like this, but even if Ole comes back and struggles, he's still gonna be better than Chime. Okay? Yeah, but better than Chime is not the thing that's gonna, like, make this okay, team pop off the Okay, and Prize still gonna be better than Iconic. Okay? And, at the end of last season, after they made the swap for Licorice, they finished 6-6, six and six. they had a 500 record. So you're talking about two upgrades in the roster, some continued improvement, hopefully. Oh, there he is! That's what he is doing. I don't know what you're um, talking about. Donning the Golden Guardians guard so for the you're, podcast. So you're talking about listeners. two upgrades in the roster positions, some more time to gel so it's not in the middle of the offseason for Licorice and um, Blaze Olive. Olive. Lost versus Stixa, I think, is pretty close. I don't want to, you know, go too strongly one way or the other. I mean, but, yeah, Lost was good, fine last year. So 
I don't know. Is this a team that could finish top half of the league? Fuck yeah, easily. Okay, yeah, easily. Top half I, of the I, league. Blazov in... was almost a top three mid laner last split. I I think I might have almost put it. I don't remember if I did or not, but he was borderline all pro. Top top half of the league in with the rosters I'm seeing for next year, first off, is not particularly impressive. Second, hey, but that's exactly my point. You, are you interested? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, Travis. I would be more willing to buy the argument of like the top has weakened and Golden Guardians can sneak their way in. It's just look, I, I guess for me, the big thing is I'm not arguing that Golden Guardians can't do it, but I don't that's know where, I don't know where the confidence comes from. Whenever like there's so many question mark pings on these guys, and, and it is true. Like I, Marx is completely true that each, like. They've made upgrades in a lot of places, um, but I just uh, there's not really a, a player on this roster that I feel like I can hang my hat on yet. And yeah, just kind of like that FlyQuest roster that made back-to-back -back finals, right? Yeah, where are they now? They got blown up by the money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody looks back and goes like. Man, you know what was a great team? You know what was a powerhouse of North America is that FlyQuest roster, um, which is sad. Obviously, that says a lot about like what second place does for you. But um, I don't know. I mean, yes, Golden Guardians can do this. I just don't. I don't have your your extreme confidence. Agrazen, Raz, Golden Guardians shirt. Thank Give me you. All the hype. Reasons. Host. Yes. And not Mister Pundit. Get me okay sure go go like i'm not here to tell you how to host this show or anything okay so i look, sounds like you are <laughs> my top five this next split hundred thieves team liquid who are you shoving out for golden guardians egnc9 l6 i'm sorry i like i I agree with you. I think they're bottom. <laughs> I think they're bottom five. Look, look. I have faith. Come on, that... you can leave me out to dry. <laughs> You're on your own, man. Let me take this shirt off. Fuck you, Raz. We've uh, already I... seen you shirtless uh, all I over Team Liquid's YouTube channel. Support. You don't need to cover. Uh, I thought I was gonna have support. That sounds like what. Loss is going to be saying next split. Anyway. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I'll say this. <laughs> this. I mean, don't lock me in because I haven't really thought about it or done research on some of the other players yet. But uh, Golden Guardians, top half of the league, lock it in. They have the potential. They can do it. I'm not saying there's no way in hell. I don't pussyfoot around like that. They're doing it. Top half of the league, spring split. Or I'm never believing them again in Arrow. <laughs> okay, okay. In spring, they have to do this in spring. In some ways, that's a great option. In spring, dude. In some ways, that is a brilliant prediction because, like, if you told me that two of the top five teams just fucking hard int in the beginning and have to make like changes, like, <laughs> Cloud like nine just implodes. Like, yeah, there's like great variance. Uh, like, spring is the the place where there's the highest level of variance, and so like that is actually like the place to make the prediction. Probably. Wait, what's what's the bet with Mark? What is he doing? I'm saying. Travis is like, well, they could be top half league. I said I'm putting my name on it. They're going okay, top what are you half the league in spring. What are you going to do? I'm going to be right. You tell me what you're going to do. I'm saying for you, if it doesn't happen, you're going shirtless on broadcast, okay? Uh... I mean, you get the approval. But I don't think anyone wants to see my hairy nips, but let's do it. <laughs> I'm just saying. it's a, it, it, Hey, 
If it adds viewership, they'll be okay with it. <laughs> they'll <laughs> love the idea. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Yeah. All right. John Tino, uh, thanks for the call. You at least have Mark on your side, even if Raz and I are not willing to, to hop on the well, Golden Guardians. He said top three. I'm not, I'm not fully drinking the Kool-Aid. You said top, uh, wait, you just said top well, three, Mark. I, I said top, top three five? in the take to get his attention. Oh, I think it's going. possible, but I think half is more likely. But right, you know, yeah. I'm just glad that we actually have you know someone based on this show to agree with me. Yeah, there you go. Oh well, no, Mark is <laughs> Mark is always down. Uh, all right, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we say goodbye? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to shout out uh, the Ruined King game. Uh, I'm a big fan of turn-based RPGs and having a surprising amount of fun with it. So uh, good job, guys at Airship Syndicate. Yeah, very good. Well, thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you later. See ya. And I want to be on. I want to be on. You know, notice. I like the acquisitions that Golden Guardians has, okay? I like it. Just I don't have the faith in top five, okay? That's it. We'll see how things go, I guess. All right. That is the show. Uh, Marcus Zimmerman, do you have anything that you want to shout out? It's 9 o'clock already. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh... See, the show goes by so quick when you're having fun. I uh, don't have too much to shout out. Uh, check out Genshin, our Genshin channel on YouTube. We'll be doing Resident Refresh on this channel again tomorrow, as well as our Arcane review, all that stuff. We should have, it should be done. I just guess Travis is too busy to put out our gameplay video from Genshin. So you can see me, Aframu, and yet troll his ass uh, in co op. Uh, that's a lot of fun. And uh, other than that, I'm going to Boston uh, tomorrow night to go home the holidays so i probably won't be too active when are you back monday night are well you... i should be back for, for hotline league i, should yeah, I, was gonna I say. don't think i'm missing anything yeah you're gonna be back by seven we'll see okay <laughs> okay great well, <laughs> will we do hotline league next week at this time we'll see everyone uh, i think is is the takeaway uh mark just shouted out everything i was going to shout out so uh Rift reaction. We've got that interview with Commissioner Greeley about how Champions Q is going to work. So for the people who want reasons to not believe in it, you can do that. And if for the people that want it, reasons, so you can do it too. I'm sure people will just decide. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we're going to, I think we're, there's no, um, just as a channel update, I don't know why I'm doing it at the end of this video, but like we're not going to be doing Run It this week because of the holiday. That usually releases on Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, and because of, of stuff, we're not going to do that. Uh, so the channel might be kind of quiet, and like it might be calming down a little bit. I've got some videos uh, that I want to I want to create, um, but also I think I need to do my account review finally for Genshin Impact, and hopefully yeah, do that shit too. Come on. Yeah. Well, I need to reset a little bit, Mark. So we'll this maybe next week is I think. Where's your Sigma grind set, bro? Dude, it's I've it's been grinded out of me. I think for the past couple of weeks is is how I'm feeling. Ugh. I'm just ready to finally play some Ruin King and chill. Um, all right, what do you got for us, Raz? Uh, follow me on Twitter.com/razocs. Um, also, I guess it's still Razzleplasm on Twitch. I've been I can't find any name with Raz. Like I can't look. It's hard. But I might just stick to the razzleplasm. But I'm probably going to be streaming, uh, you know, soon because I got this whole converter thing to allow me to stream Switch games. Nice. So that's a positive. Well, um, I'm happy you so got I... the mic. It's, uh, this is definitely it's yes. a good. Yeah, that's a good investment. Even Mark doesn't have that that setup. Huh? I've 
I've offered it to him in the past, and he's like, I don't want to deal with that. The what setup? The fancy, like the seven hundred, eight hundred dollars setup that I have. Yeah, the, bakery. I could, I could S- go Razzle. SM Seven B with like the focus right and all that stuff that everybody uses. Is yours still attached to your chair, Mark? It was never attached to my. Well, it was for a little bit. You, you yeah. saw it yesterday uh, when you came over on Saturday. No, Remember because it was, it was a, broken when I came over. Well, the cord was broken, but you saw what it was clamped onto. It was like a little oh, okay, bookcase okay. thing next to me. Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's still there. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, stick around on stream. I'm going to be airing a video sponsored by Prime Gaming. Uh, fuck, there was one more thing I was going to say, and now I cannot remember what it was. So I guess that I is... I will say one thing. Just, uh, you know, we talked about Arcane quite a bit and how amazing the show was. Um, on a sad note, you know, the uh, Mia Ferlin, who is the voice actor for the Yordle prostitute, did pass in January, so like that's that's pretty sad for how amazing the show was that we didn't no, get I to see. I didn't actually realize that. Yeah, so like they had in the in the um, Undercity Nights event, they had a room dedicated to her, and that, that so like that's a really nice gesture. But yeah, shout out to that. Yeah, much love. All right, uh, thanks everyone. Uh, we put these up as a podcast and. Uh, we record them normally Monday at 7 o'clock. And thanks to Raz for being on. And we'll catch you all next week.